3: It is a Tuesday night short show with you till 8 30 pit basketball and Duke we'll talk a little Duke coming up in the next hour not necessarily this basketball team not this vintage of Duke just Duke kind of like Notre Dame in a way we'll get into that at seven o'clock but we do talk Steelers fan text line hit us there brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. What a day it was, by the way. What the slush this morning. Like give me snow or give me rain. But whenever you mix those two, man alive, it was something. I'll tell you what what it was a positive thing for though. If you are a teenager or even a college kid or somewhere uh, even a little bit younger than a teenager. When you have that snow, a little bit that's there and then it turns into a little bit of rain, or kind of that slushy stuff, you can make a snowball as hard as a Major League Baseball baseball, and it is the absolute best snowball material snow. I mean, you can throw that thing and be a mix of uh, Billy Wagner and a Roldish Chapman all rolled into one with a side of Nolan Ryan. You can let that thing hold fly and compact it that's a lot of times where you run into problems with the snowball when you try to throw it and you squeeze it a little bit too hard and it just blows up in your hand right but with this snow you could compact the hell out of it and let it go if you had a snowball fight today man you can make a ton of them and they were rock hard which is a great thing fan twitter Brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peter's Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Um, a couple things about this game, this impending game, Sunday, 1 o'clock in Buffalo. Now, I'm reading a couple different weather reports. Some say, it, well, it's definitely going to be between about 23 and 32 degrees. Right in there. But Well, about 23 and 30 degrees. So it'll be below freezing for this game. Will there be snow? That's a toss-up. Who knows? But it won't be ideal conditions. So we know that going in. A couple things that I was knocking around with a friend today, and they grew into a little bit of a hot debate, not necessarily that we yelled and screamed at each other, but we just disagreed on this. One is Josh Allen's effect, right? So the Buffalo Bills, as we know, have won five in a row. Josh Allen has been known to and prone to go ahead and put the football on the ground or throw it to the other team or make a poor decision, but then come back around and make a decision that wins his team the game. He digs his own hole, and then he extracts himself from it. He has, in the, fa- in the past five games, five interceptions against five touchdowns, but he sneakily finds a way to get his team, whenever the throws are of most consequence, to make a play and make a play of consequence, They're of most consequence, to win the football game. That said, at 412 are you thinking like I think, and again, I don't ever try to sway your opinion, I just give mine, that even in those moments where he seems to lose his mind, he's always going to come through and make a play. Like, if you don't play from ahead of at least 10 points against this guy, you're not going to beat him. You're, you're just not. And they have won five in a row, just one of them, They've really outdistanced somebody. They beat Kansas City 2017. They beat the Chargers 24-22. They beat New England 27-21. They beat Miami 21-14. Just one of those games, 31-10, where it was a three-touchdown game. Did they beat Dallas and really put it on somebody? The only way the Steelers could win this game, because I count on he's got a lot of Roethlisberger in him in this regard. If it stays close, he's going to make a play at the end to win his team the football game. I just always have that feeling about Josh Allen. No matter how bad he looks, no matter what happens at the beginning of the game, no matter what he looks like even through three quarters, that if you let him hang around and his team hang around, he's going to be the guy that makes that play. And my friend, he was way the other way on this. He goes, I think he's right for the picking right now. He's a guy who, as I've seen the past five games, even though he's won, he's not been at vintage Josh Allen. And I'm thinking, man, I don't know, because he was—he's only has one 300-yard passing game in the past five games. He doesn't look great. He's thrown those five interceptions. And to me, it's just, well, one, weather, and two, that's the way he plays, riverboat gambler. But when it comes time to make plays, he makes them at the end. That's one thing we need to discuss. And by the way, Fan Text Line brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. The other is this. Are we talking truly enough about the loss of T.J. Watt? People will say in a team game, one player a team does not make. The Pittsburgh Steelers have an 91 winning percentage when T.J. Watt doesn't play. They are 1-10. in 10. Now, here's the thing with the games that he hasn't played. Only a couple of them have truly been blowouts. You go back to 2017. They played, when, and these are the games he didn't play. They played against Chicago, played them tight, lost. Played against Cleveland in 2021. Then he played a ton of games in a row. Then in 2021, he missed three games. One of them wasn't close. That was against Cincinnati at home. The other two were real close. He missed the Cleveland game. He missed the Chargers game. In 2022, missed a bunch of games, but there weren't a bunch of blowouts. So, that being said, it screams to me this. T.J. Watt is that guy who makes one, two, three plays a game that are truly difference makers. T.J. Watt is the guy that at times, at least I've seen, a forced fumble, an interception, a strip sack, a hurry where he forces somebody into making a terrible play. T.J. Watt is that rare bird, that, um, that outlier of a defensive player that is oh so good that generally we only reserve this for offensive players, but I'll say it about a defensive player. He's the guy that in a lot of Pittsburgh Steeler wins over the past half decade, if not more, has said, I am going to put this football team on my shoulders. And do something in the course of this game to propel us to the win. That doesn't happen with a lot of defensive players. Again, it could be a strip sack. It could be a hurry. It could be whenever it's fourth and three and the other team goes for it. And he goes ahead and has an angle and stops somebody for a two-yard gain. He makes a superman play in a lot of close games. Conversely, whenever the Steelers don't have him on the field, again, they're one in ten. And so many of those games have been close. You take the Jets game in 2022, close game. You take the Miami game in 2022, 16-10 game that the Steelers lost. You take the New England game way back in 2022, Steelers lost 17-14. You have a guy like that on the field, it screams to me, maybe he makes that one play. Perhaps he's out there and gets that one stop, gets that hurry, gets that strip sack, and it tilts the other way. So while we've talked about all these angles, we seem to, and maybe because it's an inconvenient truth, maybe we've glossed over even so much as, well, yeah, sure, we'll mention it, but it needs to be mentioned more. Just how much TJ Watt isn't there and how much it will debilitate the Steelers. I have about a 60-40 proposition in my brain that the Steelers have a chance. 40% they have a chance, 60% that Buffalo is going to win this game. That being said, I listen a lot of sports talk here. I go and uh, dial up all the national pundits, too. They make something of the fact that T.J. Watt's unavailable, but I honestly don't think we're even making enough of this. I don't. It's not a quarterback. I get that. It's not a receiver. I understand that. It's not a prime time, big time running back like we saw what Derrick Henry did just the other day when you knew he was going to carry the football and lump people from the beginning until the end. It's a defensive player, so it's easy to just kind of push through the conversation, gloss over it to some degree, and say, next man up. It truly isn't next man up. That is my biggest fear. He is that good. We don't understand, even though we pump him up, just how good T.J. Watt is. And man alive, there is no replacing him. 412 928 That's 412 So much to get into. What about this depth chart nonsense that's happening with Mike Tomlin? I do want to talk about that. And is Mike Vrabel a good football coach? or not but let's get into josh allen to start your calls coming up in just a moment same with tj watt am i overplaying how good josh allen is am i also overplaying the loss of tj watt and also let's talk about some depth chart nonsense coming up i'm here until 8 30 until we send you to pit basketball as they host duke uh, vacations they begin here at the pittsburgh travel showcase presented by AAA travel january 19th through the 21st at the david l lawrence convention center there are exclusive discounts and convenient one-stop shopping tickets at PittsburghTravelShowcase.com, where your adventure is waiting for you.
1: Hey Mel, Bry here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty!
4: Daddy. Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl!
3: There is this read that we have to do for the Pittsburgh Travel Showcase. And it says the David Lawrence Convention Center. I always say, even if it's not in there, David L. Lawrence Convention Center. I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you're always supposed to read exactly what it says. But I say David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Am I right or am I wrong? I I don't know. I seem to think I'm right. And maybe I'll get yelled at by the bosses here for adding the L for the middle name for Davy Lawrence, former mayor here in Pittsburgh a long, long time ago. But every single reference I've ever seen in my life, it's David L. Lawrence. I don't even know what the L stands for. All I know is David L. Lawrence my whole life. Maybe it's David Lawrence now, but who knows? It's David L. Lawrence to me. I want to get into this depth chart nonsense after I talk to Joe in Bellevue. Hi, Joe. How you doing?
6: Good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you. So I just want to call. I, was, I heard this there going maybe be a snow game on, on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that that helps us big time because the Bills' offense is way more reliant on Josh Allen's arm than we are on Mason Rudolph.
3: Well, if they are, running- they are. But let me interject here. This is where, whenever the comparisons with Ben Roethlisberger and Josh Allen are made, this is where they fall short, and they've always fallen short for me. And I'll tell you exactly where and where they might come in in this game. I don't think any time in his whole existence there were designed runs for Ben Roethlisberger. The Bills have a ton of designed runs for Josh Allen.
6: That's true. You know? I just still, I still I, yeah, I agree. I just still like our run game better than theirs. And I you know James Cook's great and Josh Allen with those designed runs, but. I'm just saying, it gives us a little bit of an edge. You know, if, if there's clear skies and it's nothing, Josh Allen might tear us apart. He also might throw four picks. Who knows?
3: Right. Exactly. I'm with you. Let's flip it to the second point of, not contention, but I think the second pillar point in this football game. One is Josh Allen and the way that he plays. Two is the loss of T.J. Watt. Are we truly making enough, or are we trying to? are we trying to lie to ourselves and say it's not a gigantic thing here in Pittsburgh?
6: I think I'm trying to pretend like it's not, so, so I have some hope going into this game. because I, I will be in Buffalo for the game, mm-hmm. but I think, I think it's massive.
3: Joe, I don't want it to be.
6: Like, I want I want to
3: feel the same way you do. Like, I want to say, oh, no big deal. Somebody's going to step in. They're going to seal the edge. They're going to pressure the football every time. They're going to get held on every snap and all that. Like, I want that to be the case and say, okay, you can just put a different guy in the uniform, much like uh, J.J. Watt superimposed himself on social media today and said, do you think anybody will notice if I just go out there? But I can't lie to myself. When I get to the 11th hour of that lie, I say, Man, I just don't know how they're going to make up for the loss of T.J. Watt. I'm like you, Joe. I don't,
6: I, I, I don't know if we can. Right. We really, because there's no one else in the league like him for the past you know, six, seven years. There's no one like him. Yeah, I saw on Twitter someone said the world will be introduced to Nick uh, to Herbig, and I think he's great, but you know T.J. Watt.
3: Right. You're getting pulled over. Thank you for the call. Uh, hands free, I hope. 412-928-9370. About Herbig, I love him. I really do. I love Herbig, but I said this to somebody last night, and I wonder if it's the case. I surely hope that he proves me wrong, but I wonder if it's the case. Is he that guy who is a Sunday and getaway day player in baseball, and maybe he plays on a Wednesday here and there, that, man, look at this guy. He's got two hits every time he's out there. He's got three hits this game. Well, he seems to find his way on base. Then he's plugged in the lineup every day. And less is more from him. That is to say, he gets exposed a little bit. Is Herbig the kind of guy where if you give him you know, 12, 15 snaps a game, he is great because he knows he can go 100%. He can get out there. He can just, as Bill Cowher says, rush the quarterback. He can just do that for 12, 15 snaps a game, if even that. But when he has to play the full game, he may not be that guy. I sure hope he proves me wrong. But until he proves it to be the other side, I'm going to believe he is that secondary guy. Gosh, I hope he proves me wrong. But for me, that's how it looks right now. All right, I do want to talk about this Mike Tomlin depth chart thing at 412 928 That's 412 928 Keep your calls coming about Josh Allen, though, because that intrigues the heck out of me. How Pittsburgh thinks about Josh Allen. You watch him, you see him all the time. The Bills are on a million times here in Western Pennsylvania. Is he that kind of guy that flat out can and will take over that football game on Sunday? Is that a big fear for you? But listen to Tomlin when he was uh, talking about, maybe in semantics, about the quarterback in the depth chart at his news conference today. Tomlin.
0: Kenny Pickett so listed as the first quarterback there. Why aren't you ready to maybe commit to Mason at that spot? whenever Mitch and Mason switched earlier this season?
5: I'm sorry, what's your question again? Why isn't Mason listed
0: as the first quarterback with Kenny Would it
5: make you feel better if I did? We're going about our business cultivating a plan to win this week. We care less about division of labor in terms of what's on pieces of paper and depth charts and so forth, and more strategically how we utilize the tools at our disposal in the effort to cure victory. I've been transparent with you guys. He's got the hot hand. He's going to maintain control of the ball. I don't know why that is a, an issue, to be quite honest with you.
3: Then why have one? Then, wh- then why have one? You know, again, this isn't a big deal if Mike Tomlin doesn't answer
5: like this. Sorry, what's your question again?
0: Why isn't Mason listed as the first quarterback with Kenny Caldwell? Would it
5: make you feel better if I did?
0: Why does he have to be a smartass to
3: Ashley Leotis? Seriously. You know, and then I'll be the guy that's a Tomlin hater, and I'm not. But why do you talk to people like that? These are people that are sent there and people who are – uh, charged with the duty, and people that have a job, and they're all big boys and big girls. They're not crying about it. I'm not crying about it. But why talk to people like this? Why isn't
0: Mason listed as the first quarterback with Kenny Caldwell.
3: would it make
5: you feel better if I
3: did? No, it wouldn't make people feel better. But it would be a sake of accuracy. And it is curious. It is curious that the guy that you named that will now start the fourth game in a row is simply not listed as the number one quarterback. It's not the biggest deal in the world. But it becomes a deal because you made it one. Every other depth chart in the world has the starting quarterback listed number one or it has one word or it'll have this guy or that guy at any position, not just quarterback. So this is why let's say it's an innocuous question in week six of the Pittsburgh Steelers season last year, the year before or next year. Why should we ever believe anything this man says on Tuesdays? And I'm not indicting just Mike Tomlin. There's a lot of football coaches like this. They treat their job like it is the Pentagon. And if they want to do that, that's fine. That is fine. But we reserve the fact not to believe them. And we reserve the fact to think that they're lying about things at times. But there's simply no reason... To talk to people like this. Why isn't Mason
0: listed as the first quarterback with Kenny? Well? Would it make
5: you feel better if I did?
3: I mean, why be a smart aleck? That's the part I don't get. Especially from a coach that has been here that long. Tom Katz and Lebo. Hi Tom Cat. Haven't talked to you in a while. Yes, it has been a while. How are you? W- wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well,
1: I-, I wanted to talk about Josh Allen. But you are so correct. With the hubris and the arrogance of Mike Tomlin and look every quarterback's arrogant and probably an egomaniac. So is every coach at that level. You don't get to that level without being a little bit of a psychopath, but it's, it's just disgusting. And it's BS. And, and I'm not going to say how the media, they're not asking their questions. I would love to know why wasn't the clearly best quarterback on the roster for the last two years playing the last uh, 34 games or maybe we would have been playing Baltimore for home field um, in that slot fest. The um, but re- regarding Josh Allen, sure, he's like he's like a wild stallion, and he's like an unbroken animal that is either going to ravage the Steelers or he's going to ravage his own team. Um, I find him entertaining as hell. I'm a huge fan, but you do not know what you're going to get if he's great. Steelers have no shot in the same and game he sure could be anybody. their
3: best player and he could be their worst player in the same game yeah like
1: i'm not sure the ravens or 49ers can beat them when josh allen is elite but the the patriots can beat them when he goes with bat um and i just you know with the wind the way it is this is setting up to be a weird one i'm
3: it is, and thank you for the call, Tomcat. I dropped him off on accident there. I hit the button, but I knew where he was going with it. It is setting up to be a weird one with how the weather can play. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero leaves a line open for Tracy in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm not here to crush Mike Tomlin, Tracy, but like, and I'm I understand that coaches lie, and it's just a little thing with this depth chart. But why have one if you're gonna treat it like that, Tracy?
5: Well, at this point, he's done with Pittsburgh. I don't know if you realize it now, and after seventeen years of all the questions that were condescending in the attitudes and the things you blame us man for, if you think he's gonna sit there and listen to that and this is his last week in Pittsburgh, I don't think so. You're gonna catch it. You're listen catch to what though? He was asked a very questions.
3: he was asked a very fair question by a very fair reporter. It was a fair
5: question, but after seventeen years of the condescending attitudes What's left for the man? I mean, he's going to do his last game Sunday and go ahead on about his business, and then Pittsburgh can go ahead and deal with what's going to be left after he's gone. Because you well, got to remember. Let me Pittsburgh, take you inside you know, a little no, bit. Listen to what I'm saying. I, I, Athletes come okay. here for Tomlin. They don't come here because Pittsburgh is such a great and wonderful city. Can I? Can the I? Boone's can I, I fill you pay, in on something? Can Tomlin. I give you a little
3: inside baseball? No. So, if Mike Tomlin was going to go ahead and take something out on somebody, or lay it on somebody, or give it back to somebody, it's not Ashley Leotis. You know, she's only been here a few years. She's a very, very good reporter. She is as kind and as nice as the day is long, and she's not run afoul of Mike Tomlin at all.
5: Is she a reporter? Yes. Because it's all one pot. There's no, there's no. See, no, you, no, you, no, you, no. You They're not nameless, individual? gray faces. You Mike Tomlin it's not keeps
3: receipts.
7: Exactly. I want too. The condescending 17
5: years? Oh my goodness. I dude, dude, you you don't think you understand the things you say to this man. He has a family, man. He has people that care about him. And he, the condescending and the, and the the condescending remarks that you keep making on and on and on. I don't know. I I don't know how this man stands there as long as he doesn't take the stuff that he takes from the Pittsburgh. Takes year.
3: what? I, he makes millions of dollars a year to win playoff games. And if he doesn't win on Sunday, he won't win one in 7 years. Don't sign up to be a football coach in the National Football League if you don't want criticism when you don't win. And be frank with you, Miss Leotis isn't someone who gives him criticism. She asked a very simple question. Why the quarterback who is starting for the fourth consecutive week, why that guy, or is it the third week, why that guy, the fourth week, is not listed as number one on the depth chart? I don't think it's some grand mystery. I don't think it's some gigantic thing that's a big secret. He very honestly could have said this. Ah, oh, well, you know, our, our quarterback that's a starter will be out there, Sunday. That's just a piece of paper. And laughed it off. But the hubris and the condescension that he has, it does this. It makes him unlikable in a time in which he should have just steered the fan base back to being likable. This was an opportunity for Mike Tomlin. It is high time for Mike Tomlin to ride the wave of what they just did. And what they just did was extract themselves, and him especially, from the depths of the end of the season, maybe the end of his career here in Pittsburgh, and pushed himself into the playoffs. It, Mike Tomlin always wants to make it us against the world. And it ain't. It just ain't. It ain't us against the world. There's a lot of people on this guy's side, and he doesn't want to let him on his side. That was, and I'm not backing off of this, that was his, he showed his ass today by talking to Ashley Leotis like that. There was no reason to, he's looking for trouble, and he was a jerk just to be a jerk. There's no reason at all for him to talk to people like that. None at all. And then he wonders why he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. It's, it's exact examples like that. There is no other depth chart in this country, college or professional, that for four weeks in a row does not have the starter listed as number one. Why is it? Is it to keep stroking Kenny Pickett and have him think he's number one? Is it because maybe there's going to be a surprise on Sunday? Is it a clerical error? Who knows? It isn't that big a thing until you talk to somebody like a jerk. Then it becomes a big thing. Your call's next. 412-928-9370 here on The Fan. You know, one more thing about this Tomlin press conference and depth chart thing that I didn't even think was a big deal until I really heard it a couple times was this. Mason Rudolph took the blowtorch off of Mike Tomlin's ass with the seat being hot in this town, and he can't even throw this guy a bone by putting him as number one on the depth chart. All because of Kenny Pickett's fragile ego, maybe, or because they got to keep the golden boy as number one on the depth chart. Maybe. I don't know. But Mason Rudolph did Mike Tomlin more favors in the last three weeks than Mike Tomlin's ever done Mason Rudolph in his whole life. Seriously. And a guy can't get listed just, just ceremonially as number one on the depth chart. If you're Now, if you're Mason Rudolph, not that it's a gigantic thing, but I'll tell you this, stuff like that agents pay attention to. You might say, why the hell would I want to go back there if everybody knows I've been starting for three weeks, four weeks now, right, and running with the ones, and they can't even list me as number one on the depth chart, Does this, this organization, they're playing me out of spite. They can't stand me. Why is this? What can I do to get in on good terms? By the way, I have a snow shoveling lesson coming up in just a little bit that I'll keep you apprised of. I'll let you know the proper way to shovel snow. Let's talk to Chuck's in Portview. Hi, Chuck. How you doing? Hey, good. How you been? I've never been better. Thank you.
8: Great. Hey, look, there's a lot of word salad that comes out of Tomlin's mouth every time there's a press conference. It's always complimentary to the other team, blah, 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 blah. When he's slightly criticized, you know, Bill Carr, I like the guy. Underachiever at times. Lost big games. Tomlin, same thing underachiever. I like the guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. But I must say, you know, give a little bit of chrism. Everybody gets bent out of shape. 17 years he's been here. He's done a decent job. But sometimes it's time to go, you know. Maybe he realizes that because he was on the hot seat. And I like like Rudolph. I didn't think he was such a bad dude. I don't think he got the right opportunity. When he did, he kind of screwed up here and there. But look what's happening
3: now. Well, yeah, good stuff. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Robertson North Hills. Hi, Robert. Good afternoon, sir. Hey,
8: uh, you kind of set me up there when you said uh, that uh, Tomlin won't even throw Mason a bone. You know, because there's two dogs and one bone in the fight, and Mike has to be the one getting the bone. So uh, that might that might explain that. But um, you know when I heard uh, the press conference and then when I heard Mike Tomlin speak after Ashley asked that question and asked it again, um, I just thought this guy, first of all, he's insulting with all the, all the words and all the flair with his words and handling the English language, blah, blah, blah. But he must actually think people believe this nonsense that comes out of his mouth. And, I just think he's arrogant. I think he's pompous. And you know, if they lose on Sunday, that's going to be seven years in right. a row right. out of a seventeen year career. That's almost that's almost half of his career. I'll say that I you know, check my math, but that's gotta be around forty percent of his career consecutively.
3: It was the most innocuous question that he made. Not a big deal, but he made it a deal. That's the part I, I just don't get from Tomlin. I don't get. To the snow. I woke up this morning. we continue your calls on Tomlin in just a moment. The most effective way, and I learned this from the old Italian men that I grew up with in Sharpsburg. I didn't grow up with them. I grew up with their grandsons and their sons for the most part. When you shovel, whether it's a sidewalk or whether it is a driveway or any sort of walkway, You're dead in the water before you start if you don't shovel in straight lines. I saw these goofs in my neighborhood, and they're shoveling, like, diagonally. They're just kind of shoveling wherever it takes them. You have to have a plan, okay? If you shovel in straight lines across your driveway, you go across, you turn around, you go back. You go across, you go back. You go across the so many people it blows me away don't understand the elementary principles of shoveling snow it has to be in absolute straight lines you do that you make a, a turn you go back if you do it correctly the first time okay and you wait for some of the snow then you do it correctly the first time and this is something i learned from the old italian men in my neighborhood growing up you do it one time good after the right amount of snow you'll never have to shovel again you can just hit it with the broom. You can hit it with the push broom, and you're good. And that's what happened today. Now, today was very heavy. It was different. But I'm talking about the snow the other day. You go in straight lines, and you create where the, the, the edges of the shovel are so you see where there's like a little residual. Then you hit that with the shovel, and then you can see the sidewalk. Then unless you get like 10 more inches of snow after that, you can just do all the follow-up with the shovel shoveling snow is actually a very easy proposition if you have a plan you better have a plan and the plan is easy straight lines the shovel after that it's the 50 minute mark on the fan right now brought to you by south hills chrysler dodge Jeep Ram, route 19 peters township celebrating 50 years in the south hills steve's in finleyville hello steve
7: good day mr dunlap um nice topic here i'm not the biggest uh listener anymore just for for the personal reason not for personal reasons Just schedule doesn't allow it but that's funny how he answered miss leotis today he does this does not as rude but he's he's pretty crappy with brooke Pryor as well and he was with
3: adidi he was with adidi in the past
7: Okay, I, I wasn't familiar about that one, but maybe it's just a woman problem with him. You know, I, I mean, other people throw that out at people all the time. He gives us proof to say that. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but it doesn't look good, man. doesn't look good. And you you, you said this was a chance for him to bring back his uh, fan base that has kind of wandered on him a bit, you know, for having the to uh, call for some uh, responsibility from the owner to keep him in check and get his get his things in order, and he does this. It's a big deal to me, but maybe it's only me, Colin. Well, okay.
3: yeah, it's a me, and thank you. Great to hear from Stephen Finleyville again. Stephen Finleyville's OG caller from a dozen years ago. Um, it's not a big deal. It's not. It really isn't the biggest deal in the world, but those people are doing jobs. And I know, look, I know Ashley Leotis, Okay. And if I know one thing about Ashley Leotis, it's this. One, she's there to do her job. Two, she's there to be fair. But three, she's not there to catch somebody in some gotcha moment. She's there to ask a question. And even if Mike Tomlin announced his starting quarterback at the beginning of the news conference, what she did, that even opens it up more for, well, wait. Signals are crossed here. I'm holding this piece of paper that says QB1 is Kenny Pickett, Was there, did this decision just happen? Why is it like this? Why is it on this piece of paper that it says QB1 is Kenny Pickett, but your starter again is Mason Rudolph? That's simply a good question journalistically to ask. And the media ain't your pal. The media isn't your mouthpiece. The media's not there for you to get your message out. The media is there to ask questions, ones that are pertinent. And there was none more pertinent than that. Dan's in Hopewell. Hi, Dan.
1: Uh, yeah, I wanted to comment about Mike Tomlin. Uh, is it not true that any professional coach in the league could have walked into that dream job and came up with the same record that Tomlin has? I he don't was set up with with a dream job.
3: Well, I don't know if that's the case. I actually think Mike Tomlin, particularly earlier in his career, very good motivator and pretty good football coach. I think it's a wide and. Um, Big swathing assumption to say any coach could have done that.
6: Okay. Yeah, you,
1: you you have a point there. And the other point I wanted to make was with Rudolph in their quarterback, they can't stack the box and put nine guys in the box because Rudolph got audible and he has, a, he has the arm to send it downfield if Pickens is one-on-one coverage. I think that makes a huge difference with any other quarterback we have in
3: there. No, good. Uh, you're right. I mean, he could throw it over people's head, and they've had an inability to do that even through the last two years of Ben Roethlisberger. I want to ask a question about Duke. Keep these Steelers calls coming, 412-928-9370. We're on until 830. And not this Duke basketball team proper, not the ins and outs of Duke, who Pitt plays uh, at 9 o'clock tonight and we will go to that coverage at 830. But just the question about Duke on the front of a uniform. That doesn't mean I won't take these Steeler calls. You got a Tomlin call. Keep it coming. 412-928-9370. Weather right now. Brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. 2024 starts with great incentives. Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, Silverado, and visit sunchevy.com. com. little rain tonight. A lot of wind, though, so be careful out there. 36 for a low. Mix of rain and snow. High of 39. Low of 32.